everyone, and welcome back to Agents of Damned, our D&D Let's Play podcast featuring myself, your sometimes benevolent, often malevolent dungeon master, Jordan Roman. And, as always, I am joined by my fellow players. Hi guys, I'm Katie, and I play Sage. Hey everyone, I'm Christina, and I play Winterra. And I'm Drew McLean, and by I didn't think of a thing, and I didn't go back to get my my book. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Woo! I did it! Mm, nailed it! <laughs> it's Beautiful! Gonna, it's gonna, ten out of ten. Let's put something in post. I'll, I'll, I'll record something later, and we'll put it in post. And I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I you will. So you will sit in your failure. You will simmer in this stew of non-success, and I will laugh at it. Oh my god. You're fucking awful. But hey, on the bright side, you guys got the stones. Yes! I always get the stones, homie. That is three missions in the bag, and if you guys recall from the last time you completed a successful mission, you know what that means. Level up! We get a Sunday? Um, eventually, no, and I was actually thinking... An arc recap. Oh, right, yes, that. Let's do it. Previously on Agents of Damned, the agents were assigned to travel to Arlo's hometown in the Thimerian Empire. Their mission? To recover a set of stolen Iune stones and save the Friday Night Fun Pals. After heading to the town of Ruinspoke, they learned that Knowles had overtaken the nearby Unferian ruins. The agents spent a night at Big Beggy's, where a brass dragonborn named Caladan confronted Arlo, asking him why he had decided to continue putting himself in danger despite being banned from the military. Three shared their stories of their past with each other after retiring to their quarters for the night. The following day, they departed for the ruins, where they found the knoll that had stolen the Iun Stones. The engorged knoll called himself Ebor, and commanded the gnolls with a charismatic ego that matched the size of his muscles. Ignoring the gnolls and the stones, the agents snuck past and found the fun pals deep in the cave's depths. However, a wayward gnoll found them and sent them falling into the ruins' lower areas. While down there, the agents and the fun pals found a statue of a man who looked like Ash, named Vincent the Divine. After escaping, they were attacked by a lone knoll that was left behind. The knoll failed miserably and revealed himself to be called Snips. Realizing that Snips was virtually useless, Arlo recommended that they visit his aunt, Snapdra, to see if she could help. Snapdra offered to awaken Snips through a contact of hers that turned out to be one of seven siblings. After awakening him, Sniffs took the agents and the fun pals to a place called the Boneyard, where Emor and the other gnolls had gone. After handily defeating Emor, a gem placed in Emor's chest by Ash shattered, turning him into a fearsome monster. After Sniffs told the agents to finish him off, Winterra sent her dinosaur summons to put the corrupted gnoll out of his misery. And thus, we resume our tale. I assume at this point that, Wintera, you have landed 
Zal and allowed you and Saith to regroup with everyone else. Arlo, at this point, P has broken his concentration and you return back to normal size from your ultimately worthlessly enlarged state. Oh, man. Hey, sorry, man. I thought it might work, but uh, I didn't really think the dinosaurs were just gonna, you know, fucking eat that guy like that. Kind of wild. Uh, that was pretty metal. <laughs> She's petting all of her dinosaurs one by one before dropping her concentration and letting the velociraptors go. All of the fun pals look in unison and just go, aww. <laughs> Welcome back later. Saith's ravens, like, crawl back into her skin. Ah, gross. Don't ever word it that way again, please. Oh, that was, that was a whole thing. Indeed it was. But we have the stones, so now we are free to go... Oh, wait, no, hold on. We cannot go back quite yet. Well, what else do we have to do? Uh, you, you remember my cover story, yes? About how we had a fugitive that we needed to bring in? Yeah. You don't think that they might find it slightly suspicious that we just go back with these random walks that were not the fugitives that we said we had to get? And then they will examine these stones that were not brought up at any point. They will discover their magical nature, and then things go from bad to worse. Mm. That's pretty fair. See, what we're gonna do is we're gonna lie. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Were you even speaking common? The Funfells bust out laughing. Yeah, I so said we're gonna lie. Uh, I, I... What, what, what lie, Pretel, are you uh, suggesting that we do in order to get past uh, the Tymanser uh, security? Well, uh, did you tell him, uh, you know, anything really about the fugitive you were looking for? Well, no, that was the point, is that it was it was just supposed to be a contact of ours, but they sort of, uh, how you say it, died? So now we just need a new fugitive. We do have Sniffs. How we just take Sniffs with us and pretend like he's a fugitive? They already know who Sniffs is, don't they? Nah, we only took him around to my aunt. And you did have him as a... Almost like a prisoner, so... If we were to avoid the barracks, that might just work. What do you think, Sniffs? Wanna come hang out with us? You guys turn to face Sniffs, and he's just kind of like... Singing, thinking pensively about everything that just happened, but he is floating like he's in zero-G. When Tara just, like, pats him on the arm and offers more jerky. He almost immediately takes it as if he was still the brain-dead idiot he was before. Aww. Can we tie a little string to, like, his ankle and then hold him like a balloon? Do you have string? I would imagine- I'm a D&D character. I was born with 40 feet of rope attached to me. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, Drew, that's called an umbilical cord, and that's gross. Oh my god! Oh, so I'm pretty sure that's standard adventuring gear. You got some rope. <laughs> yeah, no, you can. You, can you do have that weird rope that uh, Cal gave you. I'm not gonna use my magic rope for a for a gag. <laughs> right, because you put it to such bigger use otherwise. Regardless of the method you use, yes, you can balloon sniffs. All right, and we make it look like we've tied him up, and so it's like this is how we have to hold him, but it's really just for for fun. I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm having fun too, Sniffs. Um, if if it's not too much to ask, can you um, can you undo this for like just just a little bit? Um, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? What's going on? I um, well, you guys have taught me a lot about life and and death. 
and I think I might be the only one who knows what really happened to Emor. Well, I don't really know, but I know he's not coming back. I need to make sure they'll be okay. I'll, I'll, I'll still come with you. Don't, don't worry about I don't want to lead them at all. Like, I, I know you guys tried to, like, to start up that thing before Emor turned into, like, that monster thing, but, like, no, none of that, please. You sure? We can start up a main chant. No, 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 please, please, no, none. I'm, I'm going to go make sure that, <laughs> like, the... Sniffs, 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 sniffs. like, very quickly. Like, he tries to, like, run, but realizes he can't because he hasn't figured out this whole flying thing, so he just, like, swims in the air aggressively over to the other gnolls. <laughs> And after a few moments, he returns and offers you his hands and ankles, like, okay, I'm ready. Alright, I tie him back up the same way. <laughs> okay, you have your sniffs balloon. Alright, well, I think it's uh, everything that we needed. Don't forget about that weird thing you heard, uh, say, about the train? I'll just tell you right now, the, the train was meant to be like a deadline and a very different version of the fight that happened last time. It is nothing you need to worry about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, the weapon shipment, that'll be fine. We ship weapons in here all the time. I mean, what? Oh, okay. If it's not important to you, Arlo, I guess we can ignore it. That's the spirit. Is there anything else uh, any of you guys want to do before we left town? Oh man, we should catch that dragon show thing. What? Dragon or show? Or that, the, the, the what would they call it? A, uh, a lion dance. Oh, right. That thing that I did that you guys ignored. Multiple times. Well, we're unignoring it, so fucking bring those notes up. <laughs> fucking hate you. Treat me like a show pony. This is bullshit. I'm a person, too. I have rights. <laughs> so you guys head back over to Ruin Spoke. And you hear two very distinct sounds. First, you hear a light drum beat. The other thing you hear is the sound of an irate country dragonborn yelling <laughs> at the top of his lungs, telling them they don't have a permit and they need to disperse. <laughs> this is always their life. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> So you guys follow the sounds, and unsurprisingly, you do see the kobolds, Lee and Tell, who are doing their dance, they have their magic drums set up, and Cal is just yelling at the top of his lungs, telling them, Y'all need to get on, I, I have told you time and again, as soon as Kane is able to, I swear, y'all will not be happy, I, ugh. He turns around, sees you guys, oh, hey, you guys are, uh, Matt, and you have, uh, uh, Hulk-tad floating? No. Uh, yes, this is the prisoner that my compatriots were sent here to apprehend. Didn't you have him with you before? You know what? No, never mind. I don't care. <laughs> I, got, I got too much to worry about. Fine, whatever. You got your thing? Ugh. Yes, I mean you're heading out. For now, yes. But this will not be the last time you see me, friend. Little presumptuous there, don't you think there, Sal? I like to think I make a pretty good impression. 
And he kind of like flicks his helmet a little bit. <laughs> well, you do leave a lasting impression there. And he uh, extends a hand for like a predator handshake. Uh, I, I meet that predator handshake full force. <laughs> Till next time, partner. Till next time. So you guys make your way back over to the capital city of Tyrad Thymar. And as you walk over, Arlo, you take another look around, getting lost in the nostalgia of being home again for so long, and realizing that it's time to leave again, what feels like the blink of an eye. And as you start walking back over towards the teleporter, you suddenly hear, HOLD UP! And you turn around, and you see Komodra. Uh-oh. Full sprint away. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> That's a 25, actually. Hmm. Damn shame I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Because of your history with your mother. Your mind screams, run, 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 run! But amidst your shaking knees, you find that task a little too difficult to bear as you are paralyzed with fear. You're bastards. <laughs> Komodra walks up to you, looks you up. She has this seriousness and sternness to her eyes that you are all too familiar with. Not like she's even looking at you as a person, but just as a figure, almost. What seems to be the problem? Problem is, I ain't too familiar with no red dragonborn wearing a hat like that. And frankly, it's insulting. Uh, it was given to me by a friend. Well, if that is the case... And she reaches over. Again, you are paralyzed with fear. Every bone in your body is screaming, run. And as she grabs it, she just sort of rustles it and straightens it out. And says, Then you should wear it with pride. It's a good proud hat there. And she salutes you and walks on off. <laughs> oh my god. Arlo practically collapses on the ground. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You hear deep in the recesses of your mind. You okay? No. Well, hurry up. We're getting ready to leave. Arlo rolls onto the teleportation pad. <laughs> <laughs> like fetal position rolls onto the teleporter. <laughs> no, that's too dignified. He just kind of slumps. <laughs> He's just like, uh, like, like log rolls. And in a flash, you are all brought back to base. As you all appear back at base, you are, as usual, greeted by Odart. He flies over like, Hey guys, glad to see that you completed the mission! Oh, he brought a souvenir, that's cool! And he, when he meets Saith's eyes, he immediately stops talking and turns around like, uh, I, I think the boss wanted to speak to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best new plot point ever. <sighs> yeah, you and I still need to have a conversation there, bud. I'd rather be dead. Please go. Uh, uh. 
see you. Bye. And he teleports away. Bye, Odar. <laughs> Howard. Oh, should we untie Sniffs first? Sniffs, do you want to untie or do you still want to be a balloon? I'm free as the birds. That's a no. <laughs> we bring him in as a balloon. You guys make your way over to Ryan's office. Null balloon in hand. And as you enter, Ryan looks like, Ah, hello, H... Fun pals. Why do you have a floating null on a string? He's a balloon. He likes it this way. All right. His name is Sniffs. Fantastic. Let me rephrase my question. Why do you have a null? Fryden can explain. Fryden looks at you just like equally afraid and kind of annoyed that you threw him under the bus like that. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, well, well, it is, um, there were, uh, obviously, as you can understand, complications to our original mission. And so in order to avoid the uh, issues with giving up the stones, we needed a new uh, fugitive for us to capture. And so we decided that this knoll would be an excellent choice. And she just stares at Fryden for an upsettingly long amount of time before she says, Why a no? Well, um, he has psychic powers. At this point, Ryan's eyes almost bug out of her head. He was awakened by Seven's brother. Well, um... Dare I ask which one? Uh, the wizard four. one. Ah, four. The bard. Got it. Uh, oh, right. Wait, he was a bard. Yes, pay attention when I drop lore on you guys. <laughs> Jordan, I think you and I both know that I'm never going to do that. Yes, I know. <laughs> right. Well, you brought him here, so... Hmm. That does complicate things immeasurably. We can't just release him because a null with psychic powers is, needless to say, quite dangerous, especially one that is awakened and therefore not a slobbering mongrel. She says, looking up at Sniffs as he starts slobbering. Carlos <laughs> is in the background like, new friend, new friend, new friend, new friend. When Terry actually frowns a little bit, because she's still kind of like on the fence about this whole like intent dislike for gnolls, she still doesn't... From where she's at, like, forest-wise, like, she's met lots of different creatures, and so she's like, okay, yeah, they're, like, in her head. She's like, all right, yeah, they're not smartest, but, like, they have their place. And she's like, Sniffs is, Sniffs is good. Sniffs is our friend. He's my jerky friend. Um. Right. Good. Um. Let's get back on topic for a moment. Did you recover the stones? Yes, ma'am. Frightened is much faster to respond on this one as he pulls out the bag, almost gleefully trying to avoid the whole sniffs conversation. <laughs> Wait here, madam. They are ready to be locked into storage whenever you are ready for it. Excellent. I shall go ahead and take those and keep them safe for the time being until... They eventually find a use. Hopefully never, but 
The world is unpredictable, as you have all no doubt noticed. So, aside from bringing home jerky friends, did anything else of note happen that I should know of before your later reports? Ooh, the one that had the stones turned into this big, giant, angry thing. Safe, Arlo, fun pals, please translate. He took a form of a god! <laughs> I, was what? To, I was about to be like, so, um, the one that took the stones transformed into this big, giant, angry <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, she kind of honed in on Safe's thing. <laughs> yeah, see, as, as somebody that, um, confers with one every so often, it, it, it definitely felt as though his powers were not... Common. You hear Frank go, wait, what? What? Oh, yeah, you do like uh, hanging out with the, like, devils and such. It's not that I like hanging out with them. They just owe me a debt. You all lead such interesting lives, I swear. I always learn something new about you. It's what makes you fun. Not as fun as the fun pals. Ryan has a focus, please. You said it turned into a god. Not specifically as though the god managed to pull itself onto this realm, but he did appear to take on some abilities that were, in fact, godlike. It's as though it's not, it's as though he didn't turn into that god, but the god granted him those abilities. Hmm, what's the word I've heard you guys use before? Curse? It was almost like this guy was cursed. That's a good way to put it, actually. It happened after, um, you remember us telling you about the stone? The one that, uh, that, uh, that Ash had? He had one of these stones in him. Yes, mm -hmm. in his chest, and it exploded after we, well, defeated him the first time. So that's what those stones do. We had some theories, but I'm not going to lie, that is... Truthfully, far more terrifying than anything we had come up with. Thank you for informing me on this. If it helps you feel any better, when Terra took him down pretty easy with a, a what we could really only describe as a, a metric fuck ton of dinosaurs. They were hungry. Talking to your boss. It's an issue I will deal with on my own time, safe. Though I do appreciate the added input. That should be all for now. You are dismissed. Leave the null here. I will figure that one out as well. And you see her grab a speaking stone and say, Orlo, please bring coffee now. It's going to be a long day. Before they leave, Arlo just kind of ties the rope attached to Sniffs to, like, the, the armrest of a chair. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> she does not break eye contact with you the entire time as she gives you a venomous glare. Arlo does like well as well like uh, salutes as he leaves and then walks off. When Tara pats Sniffs before leaving and hands him more jerky, she's like, bye Sniffs, I'll see you later. Okay. <laughs> So, as you guys leave, Winterra, 
you notice something. It's sort of a resonation of your own magic. And you feel some of the animal messengers that you left for Bookworm were dispelled because they were found. Twelve in total. Mm. You do not have answers for them, but you do know that Bookworm found them. Okay. Would you like to do anything with this information, since you guys are currently in free time? Yes. Wintera, probably too excitedly, has her ears perk up. She says, I'll see you guys later, I have to go, bye! And runs off towards the library. So, in about half the time that most people would take to get down to the archives, you burst through the doors, full sprint. You spot Bookworm there as she usually is, reading a book. And I assume you just beeline it further and just scare the ever-loving daylights out of her as you just essentially appear out of nowhere. Yeah, normal Wintera. Hi, Bookworm! And she just jerks back immediately. Her book goes flying in the air, but she manages to catch it as it comes back down. Oh! But when she recognizes that it's you, she does smile. Wintera continues. She says, you're very easily scared. You have to work on that. She just kind of, like, looks away shyly. <laughs> like she's embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, is there anyone else, like, immediately in the vicinity of the library? I'm guessing there probably is. There's a few people here just kind of strangling. Hmm, okay. Is, are these, they're, like, parchment and, like, a pen or anything? Yes. <laughs> okay, when Tara, like, clumsily, super, like, bad handwriting, like, writes a note over to her, and she's like, I, she's, it, it's, like, super bad handwriting. Like, it's not very good, because, you know, woods. She's like, I can tell you found some of the messages. Is that what you wrote? Yes. She's, like, super excited, but super, like, not used to, like, communicating with other people. I feel like she does that child thing where she holds, like, the pen like a knife. <laughs> yes. Just, like, full-handing the, the pen. Like, she's not used to this. Bookworm slowly takes the pen, and she writes on the paper and then shows it to you, and it says, Yes. Hmm. How would Wintera do this? Did Bookworm, like, keep the pen? <laughs> she still has the pen. <laughs> also, just a fair reminder, she's not, like, deaf. She's just mute. No, I know, but Wintera, like, didn't want to ask the question out loud. Oh. Uh... And you're in safe mode where you can't whisper right now. Yes, she's excited. She just didn't want to, like, embarrass Bookworm. A little late for that. Like, more than she already has. After a few moments, Bookworm kind of, like, realizes just how awkward this whole thing is, and so she, like, takes the paper back and writes something else on it, folds it up, gives it to you, and then gets up and walks out about as fast as you've ever seen her move. Oh. Like, towards the library or, like, out of the library? Out. Oh, oh boy. What does the, what does the paper say? Uh, so after you unfold it, it says, there's a surprise for you in your room. Aww. 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 Oh my god, what if she, like, went to go, like, go to the room? No, shut up. <laughs> Careless whisper plays with No, you shut the fuck up. Stop doing this to my baby. <laughs> Stop. 
stop doing this to Bookworm. It's so mean. <laughs> she is pure and sweet and innocent, and I will have none of this. Wintera has a full, like, she doesn't understand, but she's definitely blushing. And she doesn't recognize that she is, but she's also, like, fully smiling, like, genuinely smiling. She's just Aww. so happy to be back. So do you head back to your room, or do you try and reconvene with everyone else? Just do it. Just do it. You know you want to. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I want to see more of this, this, this information. Yeah, I go back to the room. So as you make your way back to the room, you find on your bed there is a little book. It appears to be leather-bound, but, like, amateurishly made, with one of the flowers that you gave to Bookworm pressed onto the cover. And as you open it, each page has the question that she found, along with a druidcraft illusion of the answer. Nice. So, the first page says, what is your favorite food? To which you see a warm steaming bowl of mushroom soup. Specifically, the way that you see it, it is one where she is a little girl eating it, and it is one that Orlo has made. Aww. Oh, fuck. I have eight more. God. No. I thought you said there were 12. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next one is, what is your favorite season? And you see, again, an image of a young bookworm, but this one appears to be when she was still with her clan. And it shows her on a beautiful spring day, just out playing. On the next page, it is, what is your favorite weather? And you see a similar image, but it is of her jumping in a giant puddle in the middle of a rainstorm. Aww. Baby. Now things get a little silly. Oh boy. Do you have a favorite book out of all the ones in the archive? What about one you haven't been able to find but would want? I only did the first half because I forgot about the other half. <laughs> <laughs> but her favorite book is Gone with the Wind Elemental. I love it. Boo! Get over it. Other than the archives, where is your favorite place to be? And she responded with, In the dining hall with Mr. Orlo and everybody else. Next is, what is something you are proud of? And she wrote in, being able to help everyone in Damned and help make a difference in the world. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. That's enough. That's, oh, God. No, I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh, God. What are your favorite things to talk about? Books and different cultures. Oh, this next one's great. Do you have a go-to funny story? Oh, boy. One time, Mr. Orlo and Mr. Yarvum were fishing, and Mr. Yarvum got pulled into the water by a big fish. And you see this playing out. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last page says, what is your favorite quote or saying? And the quote is, after all, tomorrow is another day from Gone with the Wind Elemental. You fuck. Get over it. Now... As you were very quick to point out, you did sense that 12 animals had been found, but there's only nine entries. 
and you can tell which ones aren't accounted for. Mm-hmm. Those three are, is there anything you don't currently know that you would want to learn if you could? Are there any smells that bring you back to a happy memory in your life? And what is one thing you would want to tell someone about yourself that you don't often get to share? Ooh, okay. So, after you found this book, I assume you tried to look for Bookworm? Uh, yeah, she assumes that she probably actually went to the dining hall. When you go back there, you do not see Bookworm, but you do see the Fun Pals along with a bunch of other teams celebrating the Fun Pals' triumphant return, along with Arlo and Saith, who are joining in the revelry. <laughs> and as this goes on, Hope, the tiefling from Team Divine Shield, actually clocks you, Wintera, and comes over. Ah, hello, Wintera. I was hoping I'd be able to see you again soon. Oh, hey, uh, Hope, right? Yes, yes, uh, we, uh, faced off against each other during the, uh, Bisei trip in Voidball, remember? Yes, I remember. Well, I, I have to admit, you were actually very tough to be. I was a little bit disappointed by it, but at the same time, I had to admire just how well you handled yourself there, and I was wondering if maybe you might like, uh... Little one-on-one -on -one competition without anyone else getting in the way. <laughs> that was the question you asked, right? Where you were like, "Wintera is definitely competitive, uh -huh. isn't she?" Yeah, fully. <laughs> Wintera's eyes narrow as Hope asks her this question. She's just like, "I never reject a challenge." I had a feeling you might say that. Now, Arlo and Saith, you guys were over kind of just chatting it up with some of their people. But you spot out of the corner of your eye, Harvum and Vyth, the other members of Divine Shield, clock what's going on with Hope and Wintera, and they look nervous. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, what's wrong in there, buds? Um, well... Is, um, Wintera, would you say, a competitive person? You're at 112%. Why do you ask? Oh, no. Oh, that's going to be so bad. Why? What's going on? And before Harvim has a chance to answer the question, Hope and Wintera go over to a table, sit down, and slam their elbows on it as they lock hands. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. You ready to arm wrestle with Hope? Sure can. Hush falls over the hall. The Friday night fun pals stop doing their keg stand. Oh, they fully do. They're, everyone is locked <laughs> eyes on this, but no one looks happy. Oh, no. <laughs> well, two people look happy. <laughs> Some shit's about to get broken. <laughs> oh, so, so badly. Wait, does anyone in the room play the guitar? Uh, no one who's willing to right now. <laughs> uh, uh, it would be funny if someone was playing, like, dramatic music. Now, here's what I'm going to say about this one. This is going to be eerily similar to the wrestling match you have with your brother, with one key difference. You can cast spells. I'm sorry, did you say I could cast spells while arm wrestling? Yes. If you have any, that will help. Good lord, Jordan. 
you may recall back during the episode in question that brought this up, uh, I mentioned that Hope was the Winterra of Divine Shield. Oh boy. I meant it. Good lord, alright. Sounds good. You ready to, uh, do some rolling? Uh, sure. Sure can. Do we need to roll initiative first? No, you're just gonna be doing opposed athletics checks. Okay. And again, anything you- like, you can treat this as combat, aside from, like, actually, like, rolling attacks. So anything you want to do that will help you, you can do. Question relating to that, since we just got back from the Time Anther mission, do we still have the Big Betty's bonus since we haven't taken a sleep yet? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say no for that one. But I will also say you have a long rest, so you can have all your abilities. Okay. Well, that makes a difference for spells I can have available but I don't, so we're just going to go with what I have, I guess. Alright, if you don't have anything, go ahead and roll the first one. 22. You manage to start getting a little bit of a lead on her, and as you do, you see that any glee in her eyes immediately fades, and she looks dead serious like she is ready to kill you. (laughs) Good. When Tara's smiling, but she's growling at the same time. Like teeth bared and all. She's going to cast Bless on herself before this next one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this would be cheating too much, but I want to try to make some bugs appear on her. You can do that. Alright, she needs to do a con save. 19. Okay, it passes. She is unflinching as bugs start to crawl all over her. <laughs> oh boy, alright. She got a dirty 20, by the way. I actually got a 21. Ooh, shit, she's starting to look real, real bad. You feel her hand start to get very, very hot. Uh-oh. You can seal the deal. This will otherwise be very, very bad. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Um, that's not gonna probably do it unless she rolled really bad. What'd you get? An eight. She starts to make some leeway on you now. Okay. And you feel her hand getting hotter and hotter. Is she casting heat metal? No. So much worse. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. Let's just say don't let her win no matter what, or there's going to need to be some healing. <laughs> Great. Hmm. Would you say concentration spells can't be cast right now? Are you concentrating on something else? I mean, we're arm wrestling. I don't know if that counts. No, she's she has a concentration spell going. Okay. While this next turn happens, I'd like to try to cast Moonbeam. Oh my Christ. She's gonna counterspell. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that was a 17. Ooh, yeah, no, she got a 19 on the die. Okay. It is neck and neck. Whoever gets this next one. Jordan. Yeah? Did you also just roll a nat 20? Yes, I did. I love that she said also! You gasped, I didn't know! (laughs) Was the table just split in half? As you guys are dead even, giving it everything you have, her hand immediately reaches peak heat, and it explodes in a fireball. (laughs) The table explodes, and when it clears, you guys are both still standing there, arms locked, elbows floating in (laughs) midair. You said it was fireball though, right? Yes. I would argue at this point, you are so engraved in it that you're not even focusing. Okay, I was gonna say, because if she noticed it was a fireball, um, I might have to see if Winteria gets mad. 
No, 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 no. I, I would say your competitive nature trumps this for simplicity's sake. Gotcha. That makes sense. But at this point, Harvim comes over. It's like, okay, that that's enough of this. That's <laughs> a table destroyed. I think you've made your point. You guys can do something later, please. Thank you. When Tara is just growling, I don't know what Hope does. <laughs> and Hope just gets up and a growl and says, fine, rematch. Enjoy your new frenemy. <laughs> Arla walks up and claps Wintera on the shoulder like, wow, that was pretty, that was really something. I would never be brave enough to do something like that. Wow, that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of you, Safe, as the dust clears on all that, you hear on your shoulder, hey, Safe. Seven, what's up? You turn around and Seven is on the opposite half of the room. Uh, I, I I need to talk to you. Can you come over here, please? You still hear coming from your shoulder. Okay. She's going to go over there. As you get closer, you realize that he looks super, super nervous about something. What is up, my friend? Um, well, so I think something's happening with like I'm, I'm experiencing some, some changes and I, I need to confine it in someone and I I, I, I don't know I, I, I trust you for some reason I guess I don't know okay and he pulls out his poetry book and he shows you one and it looks like, like it, it feels about as brooding as his usual stuff but you also clock something about it feels distinctly not him Modi, what are your thoughts, my friend? He starts licking himself. Same. That's upsetting. Uh, also, <laughs> I did not write this. Uh, you mean as in you don't think you wrote it, but it's possible that- No, as in during our last mission after a fight, it showed up magically in my book and I don't know where it came from. Also, I'm hearing voices now and I'm kind of freaking out. Oh. Okay, so, given your genetic makeup, I, if I were you, um, may want to consider speaking to somebody who is, um, well-versed in... I honestly don't know how to handle this situation, Seven. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, just, I find it weird because there was, there was one guy in that fight who, um, he, he kind of, like, fell into my knife, and I, I feel like he's, like, I hear him specifically. He, he sounds very angry, but I also hear, like, his memories and stuff, I think, maybe. I don't know. I, again, like, just, can, can I stress enough that he literally just fell into my knife and I had nothing to do with it? Don't tell him, please. Mancy, you, you used a dagger, correct? Yeah, this one. And he pulls out a knife, like, dangerously close to you. <laughs> Easy boy! Sorry. She's gonna take a look at it. The knife itself doesn't seem strange. Um, it just... What does kind of click with you, though, is that something that you talked about with Four was that apparently his siblings were all kind of crafted from the something of Asmodeus. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like everyone else as far as you could tell from what Four said, drew powers from it. And it's kind of weird that Seven didn't have powers, so you think maybe this might just be, like, him awakening his powers. Whatever the fuck that means. 
correctly stated, given your genetic makeup, you should have some ability of Asmodeus. This may just be it. Oh. That or um, get your dagger checked for some magical ability. Winterra has a ring that has some guy's soul in it. Oh, yeah, I, I think I heard about that one. Sounds weird. It is weird. It's weird. She talks to herself. A lot. <laughs> oh, I do that too when I need to know if a poem is good before I bring it to someone else. Mostly Braylon, sometimes you. That's fair. Aww. That's fair. Um, overall, I don't think you should worry about it. I do think you should keep an eye on it and report to somebody who um, may be able to intervene if things become too much for you to, to handle or control. He just looks down at his book and stares at it for an uncomfortably long time. You, uh, you okay there? Processing. Feel that. God, I feel that. He just turns around and kind of, like, walks off, not, like, breaking eye contact from the book. Aww. I feel that. So, while that is going on, Arlo, <laughs> Friday comes up to you. And says, I have to admit, Miss Yarlow, you were quite impressive out there on the field. It was not for you and your friend's teamwork. I feel like we really would have been in quite a pickle. Hey, I'm just, you know, the, the frontliner. The, the real stars of the show are the other two. Yes, yes, I understand what that is like. But that does not mean that you cannot, uh, how you say, uh, be more involved. And he kind of, like, motions for you to, like, come closer. Uh, Arlo, like, kind of apprehensively comes in a little closer. And he, like, whispers into your ear, If you figure out how to really synchronize with your team, you may be able to find something really exceptional. Ask, like, just think about what I do with the others, with our Friday night special. We have to work together to do that. No one of us can do... Well, okay, I can turn invisible, but you, you get the point. We make up for what each other can do, and we can accomplish more than any of us individually. Plenty of others can do that too. For example, did you know that Divine Shield is able to create a really, really big shield by working together that no attack can get through? Uh, I have seen that. That's less impressive than the Friday Night Special, in that they just kind of put their shields together. But I get what you're going for. Well, what about the fact that uh, Second Chance is able to infuse Sevon's dagger with some powerful necrotic energy and make it twice as deadly as it could ever be? They've been able to do that that entire time? <laughs> we almost got killed a bunch! <laughs> Wait, did they not do that when you were with them? No! <laughs> huh. Well, uh, uh, was Raylan stressed out? Uh, Raylan was stressed out and for part of it she was drunk. Why did you give her alcohol? I wanted to give her a nip, and she drank the whole thing. That was a mistake on your end, but we will address <laughs> that at a later time. Uh, but yes, they, mm, they can do it, but uh, Leyland can have a lot to deal with. We said, and she kind of like generally motions outward, kind of implying Formgol and Seven. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> but again, if you ever need something uh, help with this. Uh, Feel free to come, and maybe I can give you a hand. And this is sort of like a collaborative gift I'm giving to all of you, against my better judgment, given what just happened. But, you guys now have access to team attacks. 
Yes! With our powers Neat. combined. It will involve all of you to, like, it'll be one consecutive action for the round. So two of you will have to be willing to sacrifice your turns. But it can be whatever the fuck you want, as long as you can reason it out with the abilities you guys innately have. I would love for us to do something where, like, Arlo gets off his, um, his signature guiding bolt, and then, like, Saith uses the advantage to land, like, some kind of crazy-ass shot or some kind of shit like that. Yes. Like, Arlo using his guiding bolt and Winterra using, like, some vines to hold him. Again, whatever the fuck you guys want, just, you know, run it by me first, please. So, the rest of the day passes on. It's relatively uneventful. You guys gather yourselves, rest, recuperate, all that stuff. And at the end of it, you guys all find yourselves together in your room. And it's sort of an awkward silence. As there's still one thing that never got addressed after the fight. And that was what Saith said in the very beginning. So, Saith, what... You said that you have the ability to bring someone back from the dead? Yes. It's one of my, um, one of my gifts from Asmodeus. I can only do it once. Just one person. Huh. I mean... What what do you think you're going to do with it? That's a lot of responsibility. It is creating quite the dilemma. Because there is quite a lot that I could do with it. I could keep it around and bring one of you back if I lost you in battle. Or I could bring back one of your loved ones. When Saith said that, Wintera's eyes kind of widen, as though the thought hadn't even occurred to her. She's just like... That... that's not even They a... would be exactly as they were, when they passed. I would have the option of bringing back... my Varus... and... starting over. But... I don't imagine he'd be very proud of who I've become. Or I could bring back Jake Long. And you could have more time with your father, Arlo. Or I could bring back Oliver. But he would still be a child. When Tara doesn't even, like, flinch at the thought of Oliver, like, she's just ignoring that comment. And instead, she focuses in on the statement Saith made about how Varus wouldn't like who she's become, and she's just like, why wouldn't he like who you are? I made him a promise that I would never follow in my parents' footsteps. But I've done that. Exactly that. Saith, all I've seen from you is that you're incredibly brave and committed to people who mean the most to you. I don't see how any of that could be something you wouldn't want to be. I've learned quite a lot about myself in the time that I've spent with you two. I'm very proud of the changes that I've made 
and who I've grown to be since joining Damned. And I'd love to have Varus back. But for everything that you two have done for me, I want to return the favor. And I can't think of a better way Prove to myself that I have truly changed and become a better person. And to thank you both for all that you've done for me. Then to give you the ability to hold your loved ones one more time. I can handle going without Varus. I've lived alone all my life. And I have all I need now. I have the family that I lost. I don't need anything else. I don't need anyone else. Arlo uh, kind of places a, like gently places a hand on Safe's shoulder. And uh, he says, Safe, I can't tell you how glad I am to hear that we were able to become like family for you. But man, I'm going to have to stop you there when you're talking about bringing back my father. If he wanted to be alive in someone else's stead, he would be. Neither him nor me or, you know, even my mother or anyone in the Aegon clan, if given the chance, would live a life if it meant someone else missing out on a chance at theirs. But I will admit that it's tempting to think about. And there's one more thing. Varus lived a life, and he brought life to others. He gave life to me, pulled me back from the very brinks. Your father lived a life. He died a hero and a warrior. Oliver didn't get to live a life, and so... When Tara, if you'll allow me to, I would like to give you your brother back. When Tara has her, like, she's sitting and she has her hands clasped and she's fiddling just, like, with nothing, crying tears. And she's just like, I had never even considered that was an option to ever see him. I... I don't know. I would... I would do anything for him. I'm doing everything for him. And I'd do anything for you. Are you sure that's what you want to do with this? Arlo? Come on, Wintera. You know me well enough by now. You know what I'm going to say. Let's get your little brother back. Wintera's still crying. She frowns for a second. She says, you're sure he would be himself? Yes. Asmodeus has assured me that there are no tricks behind this. He's not a djinn. He's not a he's not a genie. He's 
Uh, not one to trick. His word is his word. Okay. Okay. So, almost as if, on instinct, Modi jumps up onto your lap, Saith. And although the crystal already broke for the boon, you almost see it seem to regather, expecting the wish to be made. And Modi just looks up at you, waiting. Modi? I wish to bring back Oliver Dark Knight. And as you say that, you feel like you almost see Modi give a mischievous little smile. And the gem scatters once again. You don't immediately see anything in your surroundings. But somehow, you can tell. Deep in your heart, you feel it. Oliver Dark Knight lives once again. Oh my god, he's in the forest. And that is where we shall pause our tale for now. Hello everyone, Jordan here. We have a few plugs to shout out, as well as a few bloopers that didn't quite make it into the episode proper. So make sure you listen to the very end. If you want to support the show, follow us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash agentsofdamned. We post all our episodes there a full week before they hit iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms you can find us on. We also have a special after show called Peek Behind the Screen, where we talk more in-depth about the episode, what we think will happen next, or whatever the hell else we feel like talking about. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Agents of Damned, and on Twitter at Agents of D. You can also follow our personal Twitters, me at Pokechap, Christina at Grikachu, and Katie at Missy Mystery. M-Y-S-S-Y Mystery. Drew is not on Twitter. We also have a website, agentsofdam.wordpress.com, where you can also find all our episodes, along with full transcriptions of each episode and personal bios of the cast. If you want to talk to us or our community at large, we have a Discord server at AOD, capital A, uppercase O, uppercase D, where you can chat, discuss theories, and submit fan art and suggestions for the show. We do ask that you keep it PG, lest we unleash our unholy wrath upon you. Don't forget to leave a review and share the show with a friend. Until next time, bye! some oaf? Do you see anything that you like? Hmm. I mean, I guess there's some good stuff here, but I don't know. It's all too prissy for my taste. Yeah, I think it's more like for the everyman and uh, doesn't sacrifice on comfort in any way. I'm going to ignore how hurtful that comment was. Let's see. Something that is intended for any one person, but also is comfortable. 
I'm going to do something I normally wouldn't do and recommend a competitor. Have you thought about Black Feather Apparel? Who that? Black Feather Apparel is an online retailer that sells a wide variety of graphic tees. Hmm. I do like me a graphic tee. Not only that, but they also have several hoodies that are equally as gorgeous as they are comfortable. Alright, well, what about like my lower half? I'm glad that my upper half will be nice and comfy, but I don't want my buttocks to get all chilly. My goodness, you're so boorish. Fortunately, they also carry several different sweatpants and leggings, each as comfortable as the last. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'll go with that. Sounds like a much better fit than your crap. Where can I find them? My goodness, I hate you so much. You can find them at blackfeatherapparel.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Remember, you big stupid oaf, it's blackfeatherapparel.com. He fell into my knife. He fell into my knife nine times. He had it coming. He had it coming. Oh he had it coming Ooh. all along. Sorry. No show tunes. <laughs> I love it. With that. Actually, do you guys want to like go for like a three fur and just like scoop up um uh, the the two lion dancers as well and see if they'll come with us? <laughs> 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 I don't think Jordan will allow that. No, you had your chance. You squandered that one. You chose Sniffs. I love Sniffs. He's my best friend. We just catch him in a big sack and just take him. <laughs> if you look back with wanting eyes, they will be gone. <laughs> okay. No, they are they are wasted NPCs now. We're moving on. <laughs> Jordan? Are you actually going to get Ryan involved? I mean... You just call her. I, I'm a registered wizard now, or warlock now. I, it's all legal. I, I, oh, I have an idea. We just, just, brought it we up, just, so I just write a note, ask. and then we pin it to her office door. Huh? Oh my god. We just write a note and pin it to her office door. <laughs> hey, by oh, the way, god. I got another boon, and I'm bringing back Winterra's baby brother. Okay, love you, bye!